This is my village experience. I'm your host, Mesa Saul. Welcome. Hello villagers, this is another session of my village experience. I feel in a way that I need to maybe explain or give my own uh, definition of uh, mindfulness. And so I think that to live mindfully is to be fully present in the moment without the hustle of the past nor the plans of the future. From this definition, we can maybe put it in three parts. So the first would be, what does it mean to be fully present in the moment? Because nowadays, and more and more so, and simply natural to ask ourselves, uh, what is to live in the moment? Most of the time when we talk about living in the moment, um, it's when uh, a lot of adrenaline is uh, included. Uh, most of the time we can talk about parties, um, you know, you know those fun moments that we see in a lot of commercials that we can all relate to. But to be fully present in the moment would simply mean to maybe in a certain way to define mindfulness. And so to define mindfulness according to the dictionaries, um, it would mean to focus one's awareness on the moment, on the present moment, especially as part of a therapeutic or meditative technique. So it can also mean the quality of state of being mindful, a certain awareness. Uh, and in psychology, they, uh, it could mean uh, the practice of maintaining a non-judgmental state or of heightened or complete awareness of one's thoughts, emotions or experiences on a moment-to-moment -moment basis, the self-regulation of attention with an attitude of curiosity, openness, and acceptance. And so, what does it mean? To be fully present, I think, is simply to be aware of uh, where you are, of even the temperature, the people that are around you, each of your senses and the most that you can because when you when you talk about awareness in a certain sense uh, it would mean to 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 concentrate to to really concentrate in your uh, senses to concentrate in the places and so in a certain way it actually it can actually help um, shut the monkey mind and of course of course it doesn't mean that your mind gonna be just silent in a way you might reach that point but most of the time it's just mean that uh, your mind gonna be doing what it does best which would be to think and uh, kind of focus in a way uh, in your surroundings and so the second part which is uh, without the hassle of the past i think that most of us tend to beautify the past um, and it's only natural because it's a protective uh, mechanism that our mind, like a certain way that our mind works. 
in um in a sense that it protects the memories uh, it protects the memories and keep them as in drawers and and the more memories you you get the more those memories are organized in your mind and and so when we think about the past we have a lot of things that comes into mind you know about for some people it's um, it's more about beautifying it and for others uh, sometimes it's more about mourning it I mean uh, when you did something wrong in the past let's say something uh, that you judged wrong uh, rather than uh, from my perspective rather than maybe learning from those uh, bad experiences or uh, however you judge them it's I, I feel that it's much more effective when you take those those bad experiences think about them really think about them the most objective way possible and try to learn even if it's one lesson that you can get from it and so one of the issues let's say um, about the, about the past is that you cannot change anything about the past whatever beautifying it or mourning about it you cannot really change nothing at all so what you can do as i said would be to take try to take a lesson from it and and try to use it in your present moment in your if you, if you have projects if you have um, people that you can help uh, with your past experiences with your bad experiences even um, and from there um, the last point which is the uh, know the plans of the future because we all have plans as i just said we all have plans we have millions of plans all the time oh i want to buy this house i want to uh, go to this place i want to go on vacation i i want to get this new job i want to get this new uh, accessory i want to get this new technological whatever it is but all of those are plans so when you are not present and maybe not living that much in in, in the past we the, the monkey mind is super excited about all this stuff that we don't have or all this stuff that we yearning or longing for and for some people you can even see or understand or well in a sense uh, past is out of question uh, what i mean by that is they don't really think about the past uh, because you, you in, a, in a way you need to be balanced you need, you need the balance between being way too much in the past or way too much in the future because the future is all those stuff that didn't happen yet you don't really have a power but what you really have a power on is what you're doing right now your own state of mind right now uh, how you uh, what you do with what you already have so that would help you maybe implement those yearnings and implement it in a way that would be close the closest uh, to your to the achievements that you have in mind from the beginning and so uh, long story short about mindfulness um, personally I think that the Eckhart Tolle uh, the power of now was the last blow I, I call it the last blow because uh, a lot of research have been done on mindfulness a lot of uh, even clinics were put together like based on mindfulness like supervised uh, therapy uh, professional therapy like and, um, and a lot of mental health related issues are dealt with mind mindfulness mainly maybe stress reduction uh, anxiety 
and why I say that the equatorial the power of now, why I mentioned that specifically, is that it is one of the books that had it all in a, in a way, and it was the actually the book that uh, made it that spread the whole mindfulness idea and make it like a, a new movement and it's definitely not new people from any spiritual uh, school know that because it is uh, even uh, Eckhart Tolle said that in all spiritual uh, schools that already uh, existed they had um, a mindfulness aspect a mindfulness trait uh, which, which is from yoga uh, from meditation from uh, zikr that you find in Sufism and so on and so in the power of now Eckhart Tolle mentions that the now is also central to the teaching of Sufism which I know and I think it's at that moment that it caught my attention that the whole mindfulness thing because I heard of it but I didn't really uh, well understand the new uh, as I said the new wave of uh, all these people talking about mindfulness because it was just something that was included from my my spiritual uh, school which is uh, Sufism and so it is central literally as he's, he mentioned on the now that it's central uh, in, in Sufism and and I think it's actually central not only in Sufism it's central in um, uh, in, in the Buddhist culture uh, it's central in, um, in in a lot of spiritual practices actually more than we know even for, even for now and so Eckhart Tolle says that the Sufis have the, a saying which is uh, the Sufi is the son of the time present and it simply means that the Sufi is mindful at all times and so wherever you are you're trying to be mindful of of the things that you say, the, of your actions, of your surroundings, of your even your own state of mind and and state of heart too, because uh, the heart is super central. And so a lot of people, uh, as I as I see uh, more and more in in the internet, um, use quotes of Rumi about love and so on and so on. And so for those who don't know, uh, Rumi is a Sufi poet from the 13th century and one of his main uh, subjects would be love but the love towards God contrary to what most people think about his quotes and so he declares that past and future veil God from our sight burn up both of them with fire and we kind of understand again uh, why uh, living in the past doesn't work really for for the human mind and living in the future is kind of the same so in the end how we can benefit from from the present moment is to try to get the, that balance so to balance the hassle of the past with our plans of the future but staying present to wherever we we are thinking about that and so one of the benefits of uh, mindfulness is that it makes us uh, feel less depressed as we often are when we worry too much about the past of our past wrongdoings of our uh, bad experiences and the other thing is that it helps feel less anxious as we often are when you worry too much about the future with all those plans all those things that we want to get and all the stuff that we want to get it didn't have uh, the mean for now and so I think 
balance is really what we need in this 21st century and i feel that we all of us in in a way happen to be in this fast-paced moment in human history and i really think that it's taking toll on all of us because more and more now we see depression uh, we see anxiety we see uh, stress we see all all those words that actually create um, all the other illnesses like physical illnesses that we see nowadays that maybe did exist in the past but not in this importance that it's reaching right now and so i think that in this fast pace uh, one of the uh, one of the other questions that we uh, need to ask ourselves is that uh, what is my purpose because we have way too many information we have way too many uh, you know ideas that goes around people from anywhere with any type of objectives and everything goes so fast that most of us don't even take the time to think about you know the information that we watch that we listen to that we read uh, any way that it can be and so at some point i feel that purpose is something that we need to really think ab- about and from there we see now more than ever a lot of people asking so what really can mindfulness do for me like i talked er- earlier about anxiety reduction and stress reduction And so a lot of research shows that mindfulness can promote mental well-being. It can help us calm our minds and relax. It can help us handle our emotions, uh, have a positive impact on, on mood. Uh, it can help treat uh, depression and anxiety disorders. It can improve uh, symptoms of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or ADHD. Uh, which is something really um, common these days uh, it can actually improve relationships and i think that just in the improving relationships we can all uh, benefit from it because there is a saying that says um, happy wife happy life but it's not just about the wives or the husbands and stuff like that but all relationships uh, because we saw in a way that when our relationship when our uh, communal Um, the community the the relationships that we have with the community the more it the better it gets the better our mind state and our mental well-being and so the happiness there there is this uh, happiness uh, studies that have been going for more than 50 years i think that harvard university did at some point and they saw that as human beings we need the community we need to be around people but we basically need good relationships and it is the basis of uh, of happiness and that was it for today so if you have questions uh, comments and ideas please let me know and uh, we will probably dive more into this mindfulness um, subject and and we will also like to have your ideas and how you see mindfulness or how you actually implement mindfulness Thank you for listening. Please share, subscribe and review. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. And until next time, never forget, you're as unique as the universe. Peace be with you.